You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome to the Boss Hogger Liberty Podcast on the We Are Libertarians Network. This is episode number 80 of the Central Indiana's Favorite Podcast. I'm Jeremiah Morrill, and as always, I'm joined by co-host, Mr. Dakota Davis. Today's episode is going to be featuring Jesse Riddle and Dakota Clark. Both are running for Henry County Council in District 3. We are going to be talking to them uh, about their positions, their views, uh, asking them a series of questions, and uh, holding a good conversation about the issues between the two candidates. Very excited about this. Uh, this show is about our lives in rural Indiana, and as always, we promise our episodes are going to be a fun and an easy listen. If you are watching on the live feed or the replay later on uh, YouTube or uh, Facebook Live, you will notice that uh, we do have the set ready to go for all three candidates on the ballot. Uh, we extended an invitation to, uh, to Jesse, Dakota, and Peg, and uh, Peg's chair is, uh, is ready to go. She's uh, she's not yet arrived. Uh, she politely declined Dakota's invitation, but um, better late than never is our, our attitude around here. So if uh, if she chooses to join us, she has we a have, chair and we a have microphone. A, we have a place. We have uh, we've got the chair, and I'm I'm holding up the microphone. We are we are ready to go. Just uh, <laughs> just just in case. That's right. Ah, that's exciting. Yes. So we before we get into uh, before we get into the questions, if you are watching on the live stream, you might have saw a nice picture on the blackboard. And that is because today's episode is brought to you by Wyland's Flowers in Newcastle, Indiana. Wyland's has been delivering top-of-the-line flowers and gifts to our area since 1951. That's longer than any of us have been around. Yes, absolutely. Maybe all of us added together. I don't Maybe. know about that. You're pretty old. <laughs> <laughs> so Wyland's actually uh, provided flowers for mine and Jeremiah's weddings, uh, which was... Separately. Yeah. Separate weddings. We didn't have a, a trained marriage. No, but they had great service. They were awesome to work with, incredible flowers uh, and everything, and it's all local here from a hometown business. And Wylands is also the official florist of the Boss Hug Liberty. So they have uh, online ordering, same-day flower delivery, and if you have, uh, you have no excuse not to buy your loved one flowers, you can call them at 765-529-6303 or visit wylandsflowers.net and take advantage of their service on some amazing autumn gift sets today. Tell them the Boss Hugger Liberty sent you because uh, they like a little feedback they, for knowing that uh, participating in the candidate series actually got them something. So yeah. uh, if you like the show, support the show by going down to Wylands and uh, buying, buying some flowers. Yes, absolutely. All right, let's get into it. Let's get into some uh, real screwdriver questions for you guys. going to throw you a bunch of curveballs. Um, oh, dang it. You guys already have a, a, a little uh, You guys already have a little list of questions. Who gave that to them? Did you print that out and give the? Yeah, no, uh, that's not how it's. Didn't we to go. email this to him? I needed it. <laughs> it's an episode guide. We gave, we gave them an idea, a, cl- a clear idea of what to, we were not trying to do any gotchas here. This is about getting to know you. That's it's, right. It's candidates that are here together to uh, to 
educate the county about what they uh, what they believe. And uh, this isn't this isn't anything gotcha. This is this no. is all one of these guys uh, or potentially Peg, who's not quite here yet, uh, will be uh, voting on our county budgets, and it's a it's a big deal. It is. It's a very big deal. So uh, we're going to be asking you guys all about that. Are you ready? Perfect. I'm I'm ready. All right. Awesome. So let's let's start with with uh, Mr. Dakota Clark. Who are you? And uh, what are you all about? <laughs> let's 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 start with that. The very basics. Apparently, you you have a father named Greg. Yeah, I have a father named Greg. Um, I graduated from Knightstown High School in 2017. Bragging about how I went to high school. Yeah, I know. It was great. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> um, I graduated from Ivy Tech in 2018 May with my degree in general studies, and now I'm currently um, trying to get my EMT certification. So I can further my education, become a paramedic. All right, awesome. So, uh, what what do you like to do for fun, Dakota? I want to see if the two Dakotas in the room have any common hobbies. Um, during the summer, I like to fish. Nice. So that's something I, I do a lot of. Um, what kind of fishing? Bass fishing. Yeah. Cat fishing. Working the working the banks of the Big Blue down at Knightstown. Yep. You, um, you have your car pulled over down there at the Carthage line all the time. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm professional, Jeremiah. <laughs> Apparently, I didn't mute my phone. It's 13 phones. He didn't forget to turn them all off. Yeah. Yeah. Jeremiah it's a complicated has, life. He has to have uh, multiple phones. He does a lot of Facebooking. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Jesse, that means it's your turn. Was well, that it? You just like the fish? That's all your hobbies? Yeah, I like to read. I like to watch um, what's going on in Washington from time to time. So Now, you, you, do, not like do, you uh, do you like to read the Politico.com? Are you on MSNBC? What... Uh, What's your number one way to consume news? What What do you do? Or is it just the Boss Hog Liberty podcast? Boss Hog Liberty. <laughs> so I, I'm getting a, a, a announcement here that says that you also like to do some driving. Yeah, I uh, recently raced at Mount Lawn. Did you? Yeah, it was pretty fun. Um, so hopefully next year I can race a little bit more. That's just something I like to do for fun. So. See, now we're connecting. I can get behind you that. You didn't connect on the fishing? There's a, a little synergy. bit. Yeah, a little bit. You and uh, you and you and Dakota share a lot more hobbies than the two Dakotas do. True. Yeah. I mean, I've got the bass boat, and uh, you know, uh, my major league sport is IndyCar. So I could tell you more about 1990s NASCAR than anybody ever wanted to know. Uh, <laughs> got it, I've got it down, chapter it, and verse. It's a true story. I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Mr. Jesse Riddle over there on your side, you're uh, you're on the ballot again. Again. Third time's a charm. Well, this is one of the your third hobbies time of this ballot. Hobbies include running for county council. It's getting that way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how many times you have to run for an office before uh, before it becomes a hobby. You're not like Andy Horning level of like nine elections or something, but no, you're getting good at it. You know how to fill out the forms. Uh, getting better at that. Yeah. Yeah. For for the uh, ninth time that you run for office, you have to be a Republican, according to Andy. <laughs> yes. Once every nine times you have to run. Uh, Andy well. Andy run, has run for Congress as a as a Libertarian and as a Republican. So. One of these times, you'll have to uh, you'll have to just sign up with Team Elephant and see what happens. Probably won't happen. <laughs> I was asked uh, by Mr. Tom Saunders why I wouldn't focus a lot of my energy for the Republicans, and I said because I'm not ready to sell my soul yet. <laughs> you should just re- re- return the question: Why do you not want to spend your energy with us? Yeah, it's probably the same answer. Probably. Yeah, you know. Well, we're not here to pick on parties too much. Um, so what, what what's the day job, Jesse? 
What do you do? Uh, so by day I'm a programmer, and by night I'm a programmer. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> it feels like that lately. Um, so yeah, I'm a software engineer, and I did not go to college, and I know that hurts some people's feelings, but that's okay. Doesn't hurt mine. I didn't either. There we go. Yeah. We, we're, we're gonna have a lot in common. We're gonna have. I more. went. Yeah. I went to two colleges, just like Dakota. So I'm also an <laughs> Ivy Tech graduate, and. Uh, Got my bachelor's at Indiana Wesleyan, so yeah. we're dividing the room. Double it up. <laughs> There's something wrong with not going to college. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so um, yeah, I'm a software engineer. Uh, before that, I was a system administrator. I work in Indianapolis, and I probably travel there three to four times a week. Except this week was kind of a little bit different. Um, so yeah, that's what I do for a living. What do you do for fun? Uh. I like to listen to metal. I'm trying to, me and you, yeah, yeah, here. both of us. <laughs> yeah. See what I'm doing? He's, he's getting all excited. <laughs> um, and then uh, outside of that, I, I still like to program on the for fun. Um, I like to visit restaurants and breweries and drink and eat and wow. converse with friends. So you, you uh, you've had some tragic news in your life this week. Your favorite Cajun restaurant in the east side of Indianapolis is going out of business. <laughs> yes. The Papa Roo. Yeah, a, a restaurant that I would frequent uh, when I worked on the east side. I would probably frequent it at least two to possibly three times a week. Now, you guys are both Knightstown guys, right? Is that, is, that, is that accurate? Yeah. I've not been stalking him on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Where's know where. opposition <laughs> research, Ben? Uh, I like to believe in privacy. <laughs> okay, Dennis. Um, <laughs> well, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, uh, restaurant news tonight, Stan. You guys have got a new new Mexican restaurant opening up, yeah. or did open up, right? Yeah. Who, have you both run in there to try to curry favor with the locals? Yesterday, get your photo op. Yesterday was two for three of the days they're open, uh, but today I did not go, so now I'm two for four. Fifty percent. Fifty percent. So I mean, they're making a lot of money off me so far. Are you supporting small business, uh, Dakota? Yeah. You've been in there yet. Not yet, but I do play. You've got some catching up to do. I haven't seen them there. (laughs) (laughs) They have like nine things on the menu, so you've had two of them so so far? uh, It's the servers from um, Don Rigo's from Greenfield. Two of those servers came out and started the restaurant. And the menu, I don't know how much influence the owner of Don Rigo has with those two people, uh, but the menu is actually very, very similar. Yeah. Sir, I can just talk louder. No, I'm just doing, you know, I'll, I'll adjust it from here. <laughs> You'd be comfortable. People All are right. te- texting me saying, turn Jesse up. So I'll turn well, Jesse up. Ooh. Who is saying that? My mother. My mom. Very judgmental. <laughs> Ju- very judgmental. She won't put it in the it's chat. Like, who She'll just wants text to actually me. hear me talk? Yes. Uh, we, know where, uh, we know where Jeremiah gets it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I come by it very naturally. I will so, say I've got the new Craig DaCosta headset on. You do. Uh, these Those arrive. are really nice. They're very nice, but they are very warm. These are like earmuffs. Like I would wear I, these in the middle of January outside. I used them we on Monday. To, we for, may need to trade. Uh, okay, that's not, fine. He doesn't want your sweaty, sweaty. I, I'm going to trade before we get super sweaty. Oh, okay. We're going to do this on the you fly. You want to trade now? Be professional. You ready? <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Here we go. Watch this. Now, now, Dakota, yeah, just tell us a story about, well, about your we life. Can't, we can't really trade. Why can't we trade? Because my, uh, my cord goes underneath the walking track. <sighs> so we'll have to do that later. Okay. Well. I used those. I used the Craig DeCosta headphones on Monday whenever we did our live on location podcast. Yes, sir. And they are fantastic. They are very good. Eventually, I want to get all of them replaced to those. So Jeremiah just won't own. have a chance. I've got some Sennheiser HD 280s that I would bring in for myself. All right, let's get a little bit more serious. Dakota, why <laughs> did you decide to run for office and why do you think you're the best candidate? Really sell yourself to me on this one. Okay, so I decided to run for office in January. 
December of 2017 because I didn't believe that the youth of Henry County was well represented. Um, and that's everywhere. So I just thought that I would throw my hat into the race and see what happens. All right. Boy, has there been a youth movement now, huh? Mm-hmm. Now you're running against a millennial and, <laughs> and a gray chair. And uh, I'm on the ballot. You've got, you got a lot of young people now. You've obviously set a trend. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> D- Dakota's uh, your your generation Z, right? Or are you millennial? I he probably is Z. I thought we, I was part of the millennials, like the end of. How old are you? Ni- oh, nineteen. You're nineteen. Yeah, you may yeah. be. Uh, uh, see, I've always said the show is the world's oldest and youngest millennial. But if this Dakota is a millennial too, we're going to rethink everything. It's very yeah. If somebody will let us know in the live stream comments. So why are you the why are you the best choice? Um, I wouldn't say that. Well, okay, so okay, we're here. <coughs> here, here. I'm out. Pause the last choice. All right, here we go. I would bring a different perspective to the council, um, just regarding my age. So the way I see things is different from someone who is older than me. Yeah, I would agree with that. All right, Jesse, what about you? Why did you decide to run again? And Nope. Why are you the best person? No more of this Midwestern modesty. This is going to no. stop now, or <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start throwing bombs on your behalf. Well, that authority is why I'm running right now. He told me in his private room that he <laughs> was going to kick my butt if I didn't run. So here I am. But no, uh, you know, this is a race that I've I've run in before, and I ran for the at <clears throat> the at large position uh, two years ago, and uh, I, again, I'm just trying to like bust my way in and try to help the county. Uh, you know, stick to their budgets, do some audits, make sure that money's being spent appropriately and get it more up to date for us millennials, quote unquote, uh, although I don't like that term to, um, of course you don't, you don't like groupthink, right? You're, you're ruggedly individual. Yeah. Right. I, I would say, is that, is that correct? Look at me <laughs> with the Thomas Jefferson haircut. Uh, uh there's one guy wearing two guys kind of wearing flannel hair that are obviously more rugged than I am. Said, well, Dakota Clark it, has the pearl snaps. Would okay? it make you feel any it, different I if to I told you this snaps. is my wife's flannel? That's, <laughs> uh, no. You fill it out in a different way. Yeah, a uh, very different way. Not <laughs> nearly as busty. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's hilarious. But uh, So anyway, yeah, I just wanted to run again to um, put my hat in the ring. Um, also just get better at um, being a candidate, getting the paperwork filled out, as we said, speaking... Um, and just running the circuit and trying to learn people. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. So what do you think the most important issue is that you're focusing on your campaign? If you pick one thing that you're worried about, Jesse, what, what's your, what's your go home, go home issue? My go home issue is not Henry County's go home issue. (laughs) Mine is going to be the budget. And I just want to look at the budget, make sure that it's, you know, it's being audited and make sure that we are spending money appropriately, um, I would like to like be influential as a candidate and as a, an elected official to uh, help try to make some changes that might ease some pain that we have in the county currently. All right. And uh, Dakota? Well, I also think it's the budget. I think that if... Uh... That's good because, you know, the race is about the budget. You know, that's what this is about. You're, yeah. you're running not on all these other superfluous issues it's you're you're the budgetary agency right yeah um so i would also focus on the budget i think that instead of planning just to get by each year we need to look ahead 
and really plan that way so um, we can start helping our economic development instead of just trying to get by. And I think if we continue the way that it's going, um, our potential for economic development is just going to hurt throughout the years. So. So what's the biggest thing you want to fix? Is it is it planning the, the the budget planning process, or is there is there one outlier that you're mostly concerned about? Um, I mean, I would just want to look ahead instead of planning the budget for each year. I'd look ahead. Um, it's very similar, like what Clay Morgan says about the budget. I I agree with a lot of what he says regarding that issue. You're not allowed to. He's not from your party. I know. Yeah. <laughs> that's un- <laughs> that's unfortunate. You're not allowed to agree with him. Yep. Um. Clay's endorsement of me and my race has, you know, caused a, a fracture in the Republican Party bigger than the Grand Canyon. So, I saw that. Yeah, that's hard to believe. Those poor guys. <laughs> Those poor guys. I don't. I there's, think they there's were, like a few Republicans in this county. Individualism the is massive. They were individually not accepted. They were on. They were pretty fractured at the beginning. Let's just be honest about it. Well, when you can like let Democrats sign up to run as Republicans, <laughs> <laughs> oof, it oof. happens. All right, Jesse said it. <laughs> Not my problem. So all complaints may your... be emailed to Dakota at we are liberty Dakota at bosshogliberty dot com. Yeah. Uh, so both of you said both of you said that your most important issue is going to be the, the the fiscal side, of course, and being the county council. But going a little bit deeper into um, the fiscal aspects of the county, and going off of what you said is the most important. What is the one thing? Uh, if you're elected, you would want to fix first? Um, making sure that our initiatives towards fixing the roads is transparent and being, um, I, don't, I don't want to use the word fiscal for that, but like making sure our, like we're dotting our I's, crossing the T's, and making sure that everyone inside the county knows exactly what's going on with the roads every, every day. Like, <clears throat> you know, I, um, I think that that's probably the biggest thing that we all have in common and we all suffer from. Everything else is a little bit more hyperbole to me, but the roads are a legitimate problem that we all run into, no pun intended, every day. Yeah. All right, Dakota, what do you think? I agree. The transparency um, regarding not only just the roads, but every fund in Henry County. Um, so the taxpayers know how their money is being spent, where it's going, and why it's going there. So what do you do? Do you want to do like a Facebook Live after after meetings to, to help with transparency? Do you want cameras installed? What's your absolutely? What what, what what's your way you would do that? Um, you know, I would I would first start with the audio and um, video being installed in the meetings. I think that's something a lot of people in the county want to see. Um, and then I would I I would personally want to stay after a meeting and speak with whoever may want to ask questions or make comments and concerns. All right. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's uh, one thing that we've been we've been kind of talking uh, and with Aaron Dickin and he's been doing on the on the city council side. And I really think that he's taken the torch and uh, set a really good example for all of the all of the different boards in the county about transparency in government. So I think that if I think that both of what you guys are saying with transparency in government, and I know that's something that's really been big in your campaign as well, and I I really think that if we can get more people who genuinely believe that and kind of can follow the example that Aaron's been doing with the YouTube live streams, I I think that uh, that we will be in a much better place as far as county residents becoming angry over issues and rumors that might have not even happened. All right, Dakota. I want you to pick a fight now. 
what's the one thing the current county council has gotten wrong? What have they done that do you think is wrong that they can fix immediately or that you want to work on first term? Um, I would say the budget and just planning for the future instead of trying to get by each year. Okay. All right. So like the, the low at money, the public safety low at money, a lot of there have been uh, Chad Malicote has made charges saying, you know, we've, we've basically just fed it back into the budget to solve problems instead of investing it. Is that going down that line or just the budget in general, not even public safety? Just the, the, the budget in general, you know, we um, talk about the Memorial park. We talk about the potential with the jail and how that's going to be funded um, roads, um, public safety. So just, making sure that we have the money to be able to uh, um, effectively um, fund those um, funds and programs. Instead of, like, a, like I said, just instead of planning to get by each year, we need to look forward and invest in our future. All right. Jesse Riddle, one thing that uh, they've done wrong. Uh, not having their meetings when the workforce can get to them. That would be my number one. Um, I think the so the three thirty once a month is is a, is no bueno to you. Yeah, I mean, again, we've complained about this now for about six years. I don't know how long we've been running and trying to run for this office, but it's been a long time. Um, like that's the the easy like low hanging fruit that we can fix. I don't know why it's such a problem. I don't know if the other people are going to bed at six p.m. or <laughs> what they're doing. The by the look of it, some of them might, but. Um, you know the hey man you don't get the way nap time okay <laughs> I, I i highly recommend some, CPAP some people, machines if you're having problems some, sleeping some people get cranky i'm sure they do so uh that's i mean that's low hanging fruit i feel like it's cheating to call that out but it's definitely the biggest thing that we've been harping on for the last again i think it's 6 years right like am i miscounting here this is the third time you've run. So, I mean, oh, two, this would be at the end of this term, it would be six years. So, I think it's been four years ago. Okay, so four years time. ago. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Can't do math. It depends. It's probably it, not good. You're for applying a for a job in the government. <laughs> you get to play fast and loose with numbers all the time. Yeah. So, and then the, I think um, I, I would agree with the Lloyd stuff that, and, and we knew this when they went into, we went to that meeting at the Memorial Park for the Lloyd discussion and, um, you know, talking about the massive increase in percentages that they're doing. And we knew that money's not going to co- completely go to what they wanted to. They they don't earmark it for stuff like that. They just it goes into the general fund, and then they they use it for whatever they want. Um, they're just going to keep reaching into our pockets every single time they want money, and they're going to use every Indiana law they can find to grab it. So, all right, this is going to be a very difficult one for you to answer. Uh oh, I'm going to have Je- uh, Dakota ask it. Yeah. So Jesse, the uh, the next question, and it is going to be difficult for you. Sweet. What is one thing that you believe that the current council has gotten right in their job? What's one thing that you think uh, you applaud them on? If, it, if any, getting I mean. it wrong so that I can run. <laughs> <laughs> There's the guy we invited to the debate. Yeah, that's right. There he is. We found so, him. Yay! <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, that's. You know, They're wrong at being right. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I think that I mean I'm, I'm serious in this situation. Like they've done a lot of wrong, and it's a good thing for us because it's going to help us get elected. So, and I, I mean that goes for me or Dakota across the table. It's going to help. <clears throat> it's going to help change things eventually. So, yep. all right. Time for compliments, Dakota. Yeah, so I figured I would have to find something for this answer. So I did a <laughs> lot of searching. Um, I think the process they took to um, have someone conduct a report for the county jail 
I think was appropriate, and I think the way they handled that was appropriate. So I would give them that. We would have also accepted Nate Lamar uh, and the uh, the work he's done trying to. Um, I'll just throw this one in. Uh, Nate Nate has been very good about trying to get people to apply for board positions and being very public and open and asking for that. The council's handled that, in my view, very uh, well. Jeremiah, your episode is going to be on I know. October 30th. I know, but you know, Nate's, <laughs> Nate's not going to be there, and we may forget to have, mention it. He's going to have no fuel. Yeah, just right. yeah. yeah he's gonna be, nothing. He's going to keep talking and the give ratings, away all the Ratings will be down. They'll be like, we already know what yeah. he cares about. <laughs> we already know what he, yeah. he's, he's old news. They're just going to be watching for, who's, who's uh, for Pat and Kenan. Uh, That's because this all going to be me, man. It's just going to be you, huh? Yeah. I hope he has glasses I don't down even, on his nose looking down upon us. I don't know if you're going to like, bring in like some like, you know, relief pitcher, like Kate or somebody. I don't even think I can let him sit in that chair. <clears throat> no, I need to sit way off. Yeah, no, don't let him sit. You in can that chair. take you can take Peg's chair. I can't wait. Peg. Put me anywhere you want. Let's have Peg cross examine you. Let's go. Peg can <laughs> absolutely do it. Yep. All right. Okay. So, um, can I have a non smart like answer to that? Yeah. Yeah, you can. Um, I think if this is your one mulligan, sir. No, I know. This is I it. Know. So I'm I, I'm on I, I'm on the side of the room with fishing guys. Oh no, no, here, I, so. never mind. I don't want to answer with that. I was that was the thing that did wrong. Okay, sorry. <laughs> that wasn't meant to be a joke. That, like that was. Are you a serious? Bit. Like that was. That was not a bit. That was literally me like wanting to actually say something, but I was like, oh, that's not right. I'll start five yard penalty. Sorry, repeat right. first down. Sorry, all right. So listeners. getting uh, digging a little bit more into the issues. Uh, what do you? We're having all these talks about the jail. We had a independent company come in and do a study on the jail and give a full report. Um, Basically, they gave us the answer that everybody in the county knew that they were going to give us, and that uh, is that our jail is in need of desperate expansion or a new jail needs to be built. Um, so going along with it, uh, do you think that the jail needs to be built, Jesse? Um, I'm not going to say that I know it needs to be built. Uh, I, it, From everything I've heard from people who have been there, we probably need to address the situation. Um, I don't know what that means. I understand, like, sure, the the people who got paid to tell us to build a jail told us to build a jail, like, obviously, like, duh. So um, I think that it would be really interesting to see, like, the proposal for redoing the jail, but um, or not necessarily redoing it, but making some needed repairs. Again, like, being a little bit more uh, pragmatic in how we approach it. I would also like to think about the funding aspect, and I think that's the biggest problem. If they're going to build a new jail, I don't necessarily think that they need to start looking at us um, and reaching in our pockets. I think they need to get clever about how they're generating revenue. Um, we probably spend too much time and too much resources jailing people, and we really need to reconsider that. Um, we don't have a lot of programs in place. Uh, at least we didn't you know, two or four years ago when I was running um, <clears throat> to – uh, what's the word I'm looking for to help reduce our recidivism. Um, and I would like, to, I would promote something like some sort of program that would do that. Uh, I also don't, I would like to get rid of all of the small towns, bringing people to our jail because they're smoking marijuana. I would prefer that that not be a thing. Um, it just, it costs the County way too much. I don't care how you feel about it. It literally is costing you more money to put these people in jail and costing us more when we go to build a jail because we have to account for that overhead or for those like, uh, you know, that head count. Um, when it goes into factoring how large they're going to build the next jail. 
So I think they really need to work on like, what is the actual headcount going to be? And then make a better decision. And I don't know if the report did anything to like, look at that and like suggest like alternative means you're, you're saying, okay, we need to find, you're saying that something needs to be done about the jail. Point one, point two, if we are going to build a new jail, then we need to try to fix our budget first and do it without tax increases. Point three would be, um, more programs in place to keep people out of jail for nonviolent offenders. Right. And I'm saying like the budget for the new jail, if they decide to go that route, um, needs to be reevaluated based off of if they implement those programs, because okay. our, in theory, right. The, the amount of people going into jail is going, should decrease. Um, you know, every day I see on, uh, you know, like on the Knightstown page or whatever, Crime Watch, our, our, our cops love to brag about all the people they've arrested for smoking weed and paraphernalia. So those people go to the jail and they sit there. I don't know for how long, um, probably until they, you know, either reach bail or they get to their court date. And then off the court date, I don't know if like, depending on their offense, like if it's their third offense, if it's still their third offense for smoking weed, I really don't think you should put them in jail. Like it's just a thing. So, I mean, it's very aggravating to me. And so I don't ever, I don't think that the, I don't think that the work that the uh, consulting company did really matters because it, what we we're not fixing and addressing the actual situation. Let's uh, let's work Dakota into the conversation here and did your views on the jail. Do you, do you have the same thoughts as, as Jesse or do you find a difference here? Uh, I agree. I think, to my understanding, the county already has those programs put into place to um, get um, inmates out sooner. Um, so, I mean, we need to look at those programs and see what can be improved with those. Um, I mean, it's easy to say, yeah, I think that it needs to be built or fixed. But my approach would be to speak with who, who the people that are already um, working in there, see what they have to say. Um kind of get a better understanding of how much it's actually going to cost our county because if we looked at, um, I believe it was Delaware, Muncie. Yeah, um, Delaware County took a middle school and was converting it over, and I think it's about a 30 or $35 million project, I think, off the top of my head, but I, right, could, be, I but, could be incorrect. But the original total changed after they did some more investigations or, or whatever the case may be. So um, there's just it's going to be a long process, and so, I mean, I can't definitely say like yes i believe it needs to be fixed no i don't um i want to look at the programs first and see if they're um effective and how we can improve those and then um if the jail does need to be so i guess the problem i'm having is whether or not it needs to be fixed or replaced um because i've heard there's been improvements over the years and those improvements become ineffective the, uh, so basically what the what the study found, what the independent agency found, was that the layout of the jail, the, this pod system that we have, is totally outdated. It was linear. probably There's a linear system. Yeah, not linear, system. not mm-hmm. a pod system. Sorry. But the linear system was outdated even whenever it was built. So th- they're saying uh, even the the layout is wrong, and you can't expand I, I, it in I any direction. That, um, Darren Jacobs was responsible for the, selecting the linear system, not the pod system. <laughs> I could be wrong. But the, uh, they were saying that the, the linear system is, is basically bad. We don't have room there to expand it. And uh, whenever and if you wanted to change it into the pod system, we, you wouldn't have room to right. do so. So I'm confused. So, do we have linear or pod? Because we, we, we have a linear system. 
and the pod so system. So they want to go to the pod. Yeah, basically. pod system is, yeah. The, is okay. the is the current you know technology. I don't know for, if you've ever watched Sixty Days in. Thing. Nope. Um, Somebody knocking. Uh, it's probably just my chair. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, sorry. Jeremiah is being reckless over here. I bowl in a china shop, man. This is what you get. It's a lifetime uh, sentence with me. <clears throat> um, all right. So if we get to the point where we decide we have to get a jail, right? Do you want to pay for it out of the general budget? Do you want to? There's there's a the a tool that was created. I'm using air quotes. A tool that was created by the legislature is to let another income tax be passed on uh, for pub for ba- for jails or for public safety. Um, we could restructure some debts. Is is there a, a preferred method on your in your view, Dakota? Um, the only thing I do know for sure is that I wouldn't want to raise taxes and I wouldn't want to create a new tax. I want to look at what options we truly have um, and lay them out and then have that discussion and then decide what would be effective and what wouldn't hurt our taxpayers. All right. Jesse. I'm just wondering, have you given him a card for our party? <laughs> I talked to him at the Moreland Fair. I explained what we were what we were all about, man. All right, he was not in his head there, so may, <laughs> but he'd already signed up to run. That's all right. Uh, so I've already talked about the jail. So all right, yeah, he already you talked about how you, he wanted. I mean, I, financing. I, so the financing, I, I guess I didn't really cl- like. You didn't commit clearly. to needing a jail, so you don't want to pay for a jail. <clears throat> Prove that we need it before. No, I pay I'm for saying it. that's if, what you're saying. So yes, after we do all the other things to actually try to remedy what the actual problem is, instead of like, oh my gosh, we have our rooms too big. It's like, well, why are the people in the room? Like, let's look at that first. I'm not, again, I think differently than most people, so it's okay. Uh, if if there needs to be a new jail or some sort of change, I think readjusting funds. And either cutting fat from the departments that can be or services is what we would do, or at least I would promote. I would never, ever support an income tax raise. So, All right. You heard it here first. Yeah, that's right. So um, let's, uh, let's shift directions a little bit. Let's talk about Memorial Park. We talked to, uh, you talked a little bit about it in your kind of opening and what was important to you. And... Um, so uh, with the direction of Memorial Park, we have one of the largest county parks, county owned and funded parks in the in the state of Indiana. So are you happy with the direction that it's going or do you think it needs fixed? We'll start with Dakota on this one. Um I think that the direction it's going in is okay. Um you know, I've recently been looking at the Expo Center I think that would be a great addition to the park. I think um, that that will generate revenue, and it's being used for uh, 4-H, which is an awesome organization. So, um, yeah, I think it's the direction it's going in is okay. Jesse? Um, so I'm a little disconnected on what's going on with the park, even though my friend here uh, was very involved. So... I don't the doughboy thing the golf oh, what's going like sorry we have notes yeah and so basically this is so what's this going is on a jumping off course. point no, the golf course is it's you private know. right now right correct yeah the the golf course is sold so it's no longer a part of the park it right. is you know it's I didn't know available. if like it somehow came back to us no no no, okay, no. Cool. it's still a public asset but no. you know, inside of there was a discussion at the county commissioners workshop this week about the golf course and about the saddle club and about the uh, the expo center that's that's being constructed and money's being raised. And you've seen a direction with the park where it's kind of become more privatized. 
Mm-hmm. You know, there's 25 or 30 acres. That's a 501c3 privately or run organization with the Saddle Club. And now you've got another 60 acres in the park that the same thing is happening with the Expo Center where that's that's been spun off. And then you still have the, the open space for the golf course, but that's now privately owned. Um, and there's talk of, you know, maybe having alcohol be able to be sold inside of the Expo Center. And the they're attempting to get that worked into the, the lease for the Saddle Club right. uh, with proper licensure and, you know, paying a vig to the county or whatever, however that's going to work. Um, is this, you know, is this the kind of direction you want to see with the parks? Do you say, no, we need, you know, what, what's, what's your, you, you've got a 325 acre asset in the county. Is that, are you supportive of this? Do you think, no, we should just county control it? This is, you know, it's a jumping off point for a conversation about it because no. it's, it's been a hot button issue for the last five or six years. So now that I know what that's about and what's going on with them, I am. I do like apparently what's going on with it because that's exactly what I was going to say. I would spin them off of like, I don't want the council to be bothered with what's going on at the park. Get organizations involved for the people who care about the park and can use those things. Like I personally am never. It's not that I'm not going to use the park, but I just won't use it nearly as often, especially as like people at the Saddle Club, right? So, and they're going to take care of their of what they are responsible for. Um, I was going to say before you like, uh, kind of got into it, they need to, before they would ever ask the council for money, they need to get, again, get creative with what you're doing. You have a lot of regulation preventing you from doing stuff that you could easily let go. That includes inc- allowing for, you know, like 24 hour, like, um, alcohol permits on the premises, like things why people would have events there, things that are going to generate income for you so that you can support, you, you know, your organization and keeping the parts of the park that need to be like taken care of up to date and you know, stuff that isn't like just where like parents want to take their children. It's the expo center. Like again, as a building, like if it needs repair, it's like you need to host events that can actually generate income. Else you're just going to put money into a building that is going to fall apart because no one's making repairs again. Right. So, and that's the shift that you've seen take place as the commissioners of, you know, the, the commissioners still own the ground, but now you've got an independent organization that's responsible for, right. for booking and maintaining those facilities right, yeah. so that you don't have to do it from the county level. Yeah. And I, so, yeah. So my answers are going to be like this for everything. This is just the way I think this, the services need to be distributed and they need to be self-sustaining. If they can't self-sustain, we need to evaluate if we need them because that means somebody doesn't think it's important. Um, and that would include the people inside the organization. So. All right. Yeah. yeah. Any other thoughts on the park, the park and the park system? What about, should we have um, county parks? Are, are you supportive of having county parks, Dakota, or is it, you know, eh, we should just give it to the city. I, I, I don't have a problem with it being county owned or not being county owned. So I, I agree with everything Jesse said. Honestly, I think that, um, it doesn't necessarily need to be a concern for the county council, um, more as it being a concern for organizations that would be in their, running those operations and, and making sure that they're effective and, and um, not just being forgotten. So, yeah, well, uh, so one other thing that's going in the park, I'm, I assume that both of you guys are familiar with the, the how the Doughboy controversy was playing out. And in the primary show, one of the questions that we, we were asking the county council candidates was there was a, uh, there was at one point talk of maybe asking the county for some money to get a second Doughboy statue to place it, the original one, back in the original location. Do you think that, so going off of that, 
know, whenever big projects come up in county parks like Memorial Park, uh, do you think that the the county council has a place there to allocate special funds that, to make improvements? Um, no. Uh, I the only thing the council should do is get out of the way of the people who want to take care of it. Um, give guidance. I would not allocate funds, and that's it, it. Probably sucks for a lot of people, but based off of as upset of people were, there's enough people that can support projects. They just need to be willing to open their wallets. Uh, you know, as a guy that served on the the Memorial Park Board, the vast majority of the park's budget is labor and overhead, insurance and, and labor costs. Um, so I, I hope hopefully you guys will look at that. You, you see the the amount of dollars that we actually have available in that park for the, the areas that the park is responsible for maintaining for maintenance, and it's a it's a laughable figure. You consider the, the number of acres you have, and it's a maintenance budget that's probably close to what you would spend on your own private residence. So, and you've got countless buildings that, that the county is, is supposed to be taking care of. For real quick, the so like let's say the grounds, right, the, the Saddle Club sits on. Who mows that? The Saddle Club grounds and maintenance are the responsibility of the Saddle Club. Uh, so they say that that the mowing over there, I think Rebecca Baker said Monday night when we had our live podcast out there that it's about eight thousand dollars a year in mowing costs. Sure, I mean it's, it's a lot out. of grass. So, yeah. so uh, for their real quick, acres. Dakota, what do you uh, with the original question surrounding special funds? Do you think that that is something that the council should be involved in? I would be more supportive of doing like a matching type of situation. Um, and not just handing all of those funds over for those t- kind of projects. Because I also think that there are um, plenty of people who showed their opposition of of that. So make sure there's enough support in the community to get behind it before the council just starts to hand out money. Right. Okay. All right. All right. Let's, Let's p- pivot again. Yeah. Or we for should probably thank our sponsor. We are sponsored today. We are sponsored. Wyland's, Once again. Wyland's Flowers, Newcastle, <laughs> Indiana, has uh, has graciously agreed to uh, to sponsor the uh, the candidate series today, or at least this episode of the candidate series. We've got a number of rotating sponsors. Uh, we'll we will get into, but uh, we want to thank Wyland's and, and encourage everybody to uh, to go support them and let them know that uh, you're buying flowers there because they helped out the Boss Hog Delivery Podcast. All right, Dakota, tell me about the county roads. Uh, what do you think? Are they the worst county roads in the state and we just do a horrible job with it? Does our county department do a pretty decent job with the funds that they're given? Tell me what Tell me what your thoughts on our roads in Henry County are. I think they're terrible in some places. Um, the road I live on actually was in pretty bad shape. And, and then you filed your candidacy and they came by and paved it immediately. Is that the way this went down? <laughs> well, okay, so <laughs> I, know, <laughs> I know the town council had been asking um, for that road in particular to be paved. And um, so I actually served as Greensboro's clerk treasurer um, at the beginning of the year because their clerk treasurer had resigned and they appointed me for um, temporarily until they found someone else. And we were actually able to get that road paved. But now we have Main Street in Greensboro that is not paved, and they've been fighting for that road to be paved um, for many years. So um, I would like to see every road in Henry County fixed, but um, obviously funds are an issue, and so it's it's a difficult— Now, you've just dropped a bombshell on us. You served as a public elected official or a public official for the town of Greensboro. Temporarily, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we didn't know that. What the heck, man? Yeah. Put that on the bio. <laughs> uh, that should be on your LinkedIn account, dude. 
All right. So the other, the other side of this is, are you responsible for the stop sign that popped up on the south side of Greensboro out of nowhere? No. Because who in the world that's put that there. speed trap in? That's been there for years. That, yeah, yeah. So I actually remember them talking about putting that in, and people were pretty angry about that. Um, Rightfully so. I read on the internet yeah. people were just stealing political yard signs out of signs, and that's wrong. But if somebody takes a stop sign out that doesn't belong, that... Seems like it's a justifiable offense. You know I should offense. have thought. I, I should have fought for that to be removed during my time as yeah. treasurer. I didn't even think you about would have that. been the hero of Greensboro. <laughs> you had dude. the power, man. <laughs> he obviously never comes from Knightstown <laughs> to Greensboro. So you were talking about how there's limited funds for the county department for roads and things. So obviously, with limited amount of funds, you have to pick and choose which roads are going right. to be done. How do you? How do you envision prioritizing which roads are fixed, which potholes are filled? How do you think? What, what do you think is the best system to go about doing that? I personally would probably prioritize do, um, based on traffic. So how frequently are those roads being used? Um, where's the most traffic at? And then start with those roads first. As I understand the system now is you go to Citizens of Henry County, you go to the pothole page, and then you tag Kim Cronk, and you yeah. mention what <laughs> where the pothole is. And then Kim says, I will call the highway department. And then depending upon the tone of Kim's voice, that determines whether or not your pothole gets fixed. The pater- yes. the determines yeah. if so, Joe gets out there and does that, it. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the system now. I, I think, think that's the current that, system. Yeah. 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 Right. What about you, Jesse? With the, what are your thoughts about the county roads? I'm just going to proxy everything through Kim. <laughs> 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 the, uh, <laughs> I think, uh, I think I want to, uh, I don't want to, I've said this again for the last four years. Sorry. Um, there is very little transparency as much as the the chairman or the chairman's what the heck what is their name commissioners want to like brag about i'm sorry the shamers the what the shamers the, 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 they were they were all shamed right yeah, the, i don't know the shamers what we're talking about uh, the shamers are the people doing the shaming. Uh, the, the, the shamies the shamies yes yeah. sure whatever they're talking about you guys are more in tune to that than i am <laughs> So I just sit at my house and do other things. So you just um, code night and day. You come out of you come out of your basement to run for office every two years, and then you'll go back in your cocoon and code like, some like more and come back. Yeah, like Vote for me. <laughs> the uh, so <laughs> the um, the big thing I think is like we don't have any transparency. So uh, I think there should be somewhere on our wonderfully. Um, designed website of the county that is also a problem that you could go there and see the schedule of roads getting fixed. This still, for some reason, does not exist. And if it does exist, they don't ever. Up- yeah, I, I know it doesn't exist online. I'm saying there's it a might prior. Be. There is a. If you talk to Joe Wiley, the superintendent of the highway, we're talking about this matrix thing. They, right? There's a pacer system, and they they maintain it. But and sure. they they submit it to the state, and it's a, a review process. But I don't think it's online or available or publicly. But, but I'm saying the consumed. pacer system isn't like a. As far as I understand it, um, it's not a roadmap. Legitimately, like a roadmap of. Here's our roads, and I'm using my hands because some people can see me. And this thing's getting paved like October 15th. Like, I can't go see that. Like, that doesn't exist. Why doesn't that exist? Do they not know what they're going to do for the week? Because that seems unrealistic. So, why can't Joe and his team go do that? Like, it should be like, they don't have to put it online, but they could tell you, like, oh, these are the things we're doing this week. And then someone administratively, and like say cool and then go update this roadmap so everyone knows um 
it would also be cool to know like how much it actually costs to do it just so that we like people can see like this patch of road costs us $30,000 or whatever the heck it is. Like I, I'm, that's probably a lot of data for people, but it's data that's going to help people make better decisions about what they support. They may know, you know what? I know it costs $45,000 to pave Greenfield or Greensboro. Sorry. It doesn't, um, which hopefully it doesn't. Oh, that's uh, that would be <clears throat> dirt cheap, man. It's about $80,000 a mile, I believe. So well, green Greensboro pavement, not yeah. a mile long. You're talking about, so I wanted to get on this, the Greensboro, we're talking about the road Dakota that goes directly through Greensboro, like up through the bend. Yes. Yeah. Cause that bends really, my aunt and uncle like grew or lived on that bend and now just my aunt lives there. So the, yeah, yeah. that road's awful. It's like, we're just proving heritage, but I've been, I've been in the district. <laughs> so what, uh, with many the, more generations than you have talking about, uh, Dakota's plan for prioritizing the roads, which would be based on high traffic areas and finding out which roads are traveled the most. Is that, do you agree with that level of uh, how, how it's prioritized? I don't or? think we can because we have to go like in order for us to collect funds from the state or whatever, we have to go through that pacer system like that. Us doing that paperwork is so that they relinqu- relinquish money back to us. If I, if I remember correctly. Like, yeah. You have, there, there are certain hoops that they have to go through to, <clears throat> to apply for matching grants. Yeah, the for state the, the has community crossings. Yeah, the state has their check boxes that we have to do in order to get money back. All I'm saying is I don't care necessarily about what like what roads are getting done. I do care about that, but more or less in the people, when is it going to get done? So that way they can hold you to that. And if you don't meet your deadlines, you like you need to be answering to why. And okay. It's no different than anybody else's job, right? When you guys right. lay wire or whatever the heck you do, I don't know what you do, but. <laughs> Like they're going like you like let's say you're a lineman. Let's say if you're a lineman, like and you had to set up new poles, they're going to be like, "How many poles did you get put in today?" And like, yeah, yeah, like it's just that's how business works. You didn't get your job done, so you need to answer as to why you didn't get your job done. Right, and it's not like I'm going to punish you. You just need to know, and we need to let the people know. That's going to instill trust in the people who are voting for you. You can't just say like, "Well, we didn't get it done," and no one knows why. And it just it just goes (laughs) into a black hole. Rumors come from yeah, it just but it's a black hole, right? And you would think that people in these positions would realize that maybe if we told people stuff, they wouldn't hate us, but they don't seem to care about that. So you, you've been, like we've said, you've ran previously and whenever you have ran previously, wind farms have been a big deal, right? No. Um, the first, the second for the at large position was the first time really that the, that it became a turbines big, it became a an big issue. deal. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't was an issue in the 2014 election, but 2016 very much. CAFOs and stuff were a bigger problem back then. So you're, I know that your position last time you ran was a no vote on abatements. Do you still hold that position? Yeah. Do you have do. do you have anything stronger or I not am, as strong to say about it? I think the people who are the people who are using the force of government right now to persuade all of these little towns that I just found out about this today. Cause I talked to Jeremiah that Kennard and uh, sulfur Springs have passed some sort of ruling, which I don't know how this has any sort of ground that you cannot build a windmill within four miles of the count or within that town. And that is mind blowing to me. So that to me is super ridiculous. I don't know how a town has that kind of jurisdiction or authority, because your it's town based on zoning in, in right, the it's town, an agriculture. Right? Well, no. So what I'm saying is like Kennard, right, is not a very big town. Four miles that probably goes into Shirley. Um, hmm. 
if not damn near. So, um, the like, how do you it's have the, that? It's kind the of, home rule statute, basically, yeah, right, is what, right, what, which you the said, justification. But it just is like it's so ridiculous to me that a town can dictate what a farmer does four miles away or three miles away. Like that's insane to me. Um, and I think in Henry County, I'd, I'd have to look, but I think there's you may know this, Dakota. I think there's 17 or 18 incorporated communities. Yeah, well, that's uh, their plan, right? Yeah, like, we've got set a, up all these little we've, like we've got a massive number radiuses. of incorporated communities, and then if you go four miles out from the vast majority of them, that would be the poison pill. Yeah, I think. It, uh, well, uh, this is your show, not mine today. Um, <laughs> you got to keep it for yours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I don't want to. I don't want to steal all the sound bites from Dakota over here. What yeah. are, What are your feelings on wind energy in, um, in Henry County? At this time, I don't support it being. Um, utilized in Henry County. Therefore, if there was a motion to support a tax payment, I would vote no. All right. Well, there's another. That was uh, you were one of the people that I, I wasn't sure about on abatements. So there, there's another no vote for abatements. That's yeah. It is. It is. A, do you have any thoughts about the towns uh, coming up with that? I mean, I know it's not something we had talked about talking about tonight, but. Just if the four if the four mile radius is is what the um, ruling is, I could see. So he, uh, Jesse used Kennard, and then the four mile radius would almost be in a Shirley. So then I would wonder. It's almost Greensboro. Yeah. So Shirley and then Greensboro <laughs> would have to come up with that ruling to protect themselves, and then anyone in between those two towns or three towns is affected by that ruling. So yeah, it, it would be interesting to see how that plays out. The, the interesting part of that to me is it's a lot like my situation living in, in Henry Township but being serviced by the city of Newcastle Utilities. I don't have a voice in the decisions that are made for Newcastle City water rates, right? I don't have a city councilman. I don't get to vote for city council. So in this case, the home rule of the people of Greensboro would potentially override the, the somebody that lives in Greensboro Township that, you know, now you're making decisions over their property rights. Right. Whether or not that's something, it's not something you can control over the county council, but it's a very interesting conversation. But I was going to say, there's a slight different, it's not as black and white, right? Because you actually use their services. Right. Right. So, I mean, which is, you still should have a seat at the table. As it's far like as living like, in Washington, D.C. It's taxation <laughs> without representation, right? <laughs> right. So I, but like the farmer, right, is not even three miles away you're not going to be affected by any sort of turbine. I mean, the people probably, if like really, really close to it, sure, you might experience some of the things that people have talked about as far as, uh, I can't even remember, like the flashing thing. But um, So have either of you guys had, had conversations with the wind companies or been, you know, have you been offered your bribe yet or does that come after you get elected? I don't know how. <laughs> it must be after. They sent me some <laughs> stuff. They sent me stuff two years ago. Uh, Calpine did informational. Um, yeah, they wanted me to go to a dinner or something yeah. over here at. Um, yeah, I got that. Primo. too. I got that as well. Yeah. So and maybe that's because we're in part of the party and they wanted to schmooze us up and get us to vote for stuff. But like, look, bro, we got to get elected first. You guys, <laughs> the know guys, how this stuff works. The guys that are a no vote on any tax abatement, they want. <laughs> they want to ask about tax abatements say, yeah. for them. I like, I don't own a farm, so I am of no use to you. Uh, yeah. Well, that's a big part of it. Yeah. <laughs> Dakota, have you had any interaction with the wind companies yet? No. To this point? My inv- my invitation for that dinner didn't come into the mail, so. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably selectively choosing who they invite these days. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, I do. We expected uh, there to be a little bit more uh, disagreements and some hotter conversation yeah, tonight. Like yeah, there the, wasn't. Uh, Dakota's not as uh, hard. <laughs> Dakota's not the uh, the, the uh, Ocasio-Cortez. 
the person that I thought that he might be. Okay, so coming listen, in as a Democrat, you, the graphic he made was amazing, <laughs> and I laughed and laughed and laughed because it looked like it was going to be UFC '97 with with Dakota yeah. and Jesse. I, um, I wanted a serious picture. That was like the the only the he got my like most emo photo where I'm just like. <laughs> Looking out the window, just like well, the okay. So you, the only other picture of you on your campaign page is you uh, like three years ago, yeah. and it just doesn't you look have like, like short hair. Doesn't look like you at all. You, you don't and, look like Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, I was like, I can't use this picture. Yeah, no, and then appreciate it. I, I, was, I was like, so I'm gonna have to use this when he looks serious. I need to find a picture of Dakota that looks serious, so and that was not... probably the worst one you could find. <laughs> <laughs> so thank well, you. So, uh, you. You have you have all these ones where you're smiling really big, like you're really happy, and uh, I didn't want you to be smiling and happy, and then Jesse just looking at you out of the corner of his eye. So this is a lesson for anybody that's running for office, and I was taught this my very first year I ran for office as a libertarian. I was told if you don't provide the media with a picture that you want them to use and make it easy, they're going to find whatever they want to find, and yeah. it is not going to be flattering. So. It's up to you to send a headshot. And I know the Courier Times has probably sent both of you guys a letter saying, hey, give me your information. They want it back by the 10th, and you're supposed to provide a bio and a headshot. Make sure you send a headshot, or else they're going to use Dakota's clip art. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm just going to take another really emo photo and send it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure my headshot is not what's going to get me elected. All right, so where I was going with with this conversation was that I I have on here, what is something that you you admire about your opponents? Now, Peg's not here. Now, look deep in each other's eyes and tell me what you like about it. I've already thought about this, like, since I saw the question when I sat down today. Peg's not here, so, but we're going to include her in this. Oh. Yeah. So, (laughs) we're going to start with Dakota. What's something you like about Peg and Jesse? Um, so Peg, I like how she um, found an issue that she opposed and um, decided to follow her candidacy um, to make sure that the county wouldn't be hurt by those decisions. Um, and then Jesse, I just I admire how he's ran his campaign and has advocated for um, the Libertarian Party. I think that's awesome. All right, and Jesse. For Dakota, it's youth. I'm uh, obviously we're all me, older. me or him. Oh. Him. <laughs> yeah, you're old now. I feel like I feel you like when he says that, he needs to walk over and rub his head and say, "Congratulations, little guy!" Like uh, the, the <laughs> that's, youth. That's the kind of thing Tom Saunders used to say to well, me. Well, no, Look I know. That's there. why it's like a it's like a political. Um, I don't know, like tradition. I don't know. Everybody was like when I was running. I wasn't 18, nineteen. I was twenty three or four, and it was just like everybody's like, "I'm so glad you're." It was like the most passive aggressive <laughs> thing you'd say. It's really good that you're running. <laughs> you did really well. I was like, so you're saying I performed horribly. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> but you're um, glad I was there. Yeah. Yeah. But you're glad I'm there. They're like, we need more youth. I was like, well, I know you need more youth. That's why I'm here. Um, as far as Peg, I'm glad that she stood to her guns and did not show up tonight. That's, I mean, like, really, that's a cool thing. She didn't get pressured into Jeremiah's hooting and hollering and stomping. <laughs> Yeah, hey, she I just didn't show up. Yeah, I was the one, I've been scheduling the candidates for the the county council races and uh I I called her and she's like, "Well, you know, I did it once before and if anyone wants to hear my positions, they haven't changed, they can go back and watch that episode." Nice. And I said, "Well, this time there's going to be your two opponents on there." And she was like, "That's all right. I did it once and that's that's good." And I was like, "Okay." Yeah, that's fine. And then Jeremiah started freaking out. <laughs> I, I, I did a dual Hakeem Shapaza show this week, and I one of the things I talked about was there seems to be 
an issue with candidates that are applying for the jobs that are not showing up at forums and debates and doing media from uh, Connie Lawson running for secretary of state, who's refusing to participate in the uh, Indiana debate commission debates between Jim Harper and, and Mark Rutherford uh, to Greg Pence, who's dodged three different invitations to do this show. He's not done any sort of debates whatsoever. He dodged um, a debate that was sponsored by the, the league of women League voters, of women spon- voters. Uh, offered to sponsor a debate. He's turned them down. Uh, we've seen it with a, a, an incumbent county commissioner in Delaware County. Uh, and then we see it tonight. And I, at this point, I'm just calling it straight up. If you want the job, you need to show up and apply. So if you don't, then we're going to have a chair sitting for you and you're going to get the uh, Clint Eastwood treatment. I think if I can, may I? Yeah. yeah. This podcast. Of course. I think you're going to see a transition. And I've thought about this myself. Um, just so I can pacify Jeremiah, I will show up to the debates and forums. Um, but I, I think that there is going to be a transition in the way that people campaign. Um, I think that it's going to behoove all of us to think more about doing like live webinars and staying more engaged, like through video and doing just like real time talks. Like, Hey, I'm going on at 8, 8, 8 PM. Come and talk to me. Essentially every week you could do a town hall and people want to show up. They can show up. Um, you could even do one where we're all like, I'm not saying we have to, but I'm saying like where we could all like go into our own webinars online and like, just have like converse and like talk about things and, you know, there could be a moderator as well. So there's a number of different platforms and ways to reach voters, right? I mean, you know, you can show up at the old school t- town hall debate, you know, in the forums that are that are in place. You can answer the newspaper surveys. Um, but th- when you're, you know, when you have a platform like this where there are potentially thousands of people that are that are here to listen to your message, I think you owe it. And I'm glad you guys made it tonight. But you owe it to the voter to reach them where they're at. And they're going to be on Facebook. They're going to be on right. Twitter. They're going to be on, you know, in, in the County courthouse for, for the thing on the, the week of the, I guess that you have, you have it on the 23rd and the 25th of October. Um, but I think you need to meet the voters in all of those places. Yeah. Right. And I, but I think that's what I'm getting at is there, it's not only is it the candidates, like the forums, I, I don't, you've never been right yet. Mm-mm. You're going to be disappointed. <laughs> and I say that not because like, it's like there's just no there's not going to be very many people there. Um the voter apathy is so bad and people my age don't want to go to a damn forum. It's boring. It's slow, it's not engaging. And last time I went, like people were going to like literally like almost want to fight each other over some really stupid things. Um and <laughs> elected officials kept digging themselves in the holes. Like like there's just, there's a better way to get the message out than a forum and the newspaper things are still fine because people still read the newspaper, but people rarely show up to the forums. Most of the time it's the people supporting the person that's running and their family and elected officials or appointed. So it's, I see that dying off, I guess is what I was getting at. So a long long-winded way of saying that all right and so we are at the uh the closing of the show we're mm, past the you skipped one i know i did because we we're at an hour and 10 minutes no, i think it's important really yeah i do what council person do you admire the most me, me and jeremiah had this talk before we started that once we got to an hour we would just stop where we were and go to the closing but now that we're actually on the show he decided to like not do that yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's close um, enough we're almost there. It's not like, like we made do you it want me from through. like a county council action perspective? No, a county, a county council person, or if, you don't, if, if there's official. nobody there, an elected official. Somebody no, no, no. no I was saying like, uh, 
Hmm. I like what Clay's been doing. All right. I'll leave it at that. All right. Dakota, what about you? I'd say Clay and uh, Robin. All right. All right. Uh, So now we have gotten to final thoughts, and we're going to start with Dakota. So how do people get engaged into your campaign? How do they follow you? Um, I'm also going to ask you about your uh, future aspirations in politics and uh, the campaigns that you've worked on and things you've done and how people can donate to you, which is one of the most important things for campaigns. Yeah. Um, I'm actually on Facebook um, at Dakota Clark Politics. Um, you could also search Dakota Clark for county for Henry County Council, and that should take you to my page. Um, I have an ActBlue account um, that you can find on my Facebook. Um, political aspirations, I have a hard time thinking about that because part of me wants to run for office in the future, um, and then part of me doesn't want to get involved in that role um and do more advocacy so I, I really can't answer that um and then i've worked with janine lee lake who's an amazing person i think she's ran an amazing campaign and uh she's scheduled to be on the show next thursday yeah i'll be watching i'm excited i hope she can pull that win off or so all right uh yeah what about you jesse uh so <clears throat> you can go to facebook.com slash jesse the libertarian um, there, there will be a donate button. Uh, make sure that you, uh, I don't know what you do with business pages or whatever, but like follow me. Yeah. You like the page. I like the page. Yeah, I'm, get, I'm turning old. I don't know the terms anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they just like start slipping through your brain. Uh, and th- like I said, there's a donate button there. Um, if you, if you, for some reason cannot remember that you can go to vote riddle.com. That is V O T E R I D D L E.com. Vote the Riddler. Just not the, just boat riddle. <laughs> <laughs> I literally just spelled it for you, Dakota. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Don't get in the way of a joke. We love Come our on. We love our Come jokes. On, I was that was I was adding to the bit. Yeah. <sighs> Honestly, Jesse's Jesse's laughing about Facebook and the trouble it gives us. And I, I had a, a fit yesterday. I, I had my, my thing with Abdul and WIBC the lad sat, air Saturday and I tried to share it from the Boss Hog page and all of a sudden it just showed up as a photo. It didn't show up on the page and the timeline and they 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 change their format on the regular. We we live on their platform and they they get to call the rules, but they don't they don't really ask us when they change something. It just magically changes. All of a sudden, a button moves on your phone, and yeah. then you still start to feel like a boomer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the boomer effect. I'm, I'm I think that I'm still young enough to where I can adapt fairly quickly to wait, it. Wait wait about ten years. <laughs> <laughs> You'll start forgetting things. <laughs> This dang technology. <laughs> Your back will just hurt every yeah. day. You lay down and go, oh, I need to take ibuprofen, but it hurts to get up. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just drink my sorrows until I fall asleep. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess that uh, my final thoughts are uh, thank you guys both for coming on. Really appreciate it. I think that uh, you guys, I think to pat ourselves on the back as well, I think that you guys and us have done a, a good thing in the community and in the county to uh, help people know their voters more um we have a lot of people in the county that uh, have been a part of their tribe for the past 30 years and they don't want to look past that that tribe mentality and i think that uh hearing you guys talk can uh, somewhat open the doors to you guys individually being transparent in your positions and can maybe maybe uh Make some people look into look into your campaigns more closely. 
Um, also, uh, one of my my other final thought is, of course, thank you to all of the Patreon donors and everybody out there who uh, keeps the lights on in the studio every month. And uh, thank you to our sponsors as well uh, for the candidate series. And, of course, um, if you do want to have a piece of equipment named after you, just like the Craig DaCosta headphones that we have, you can go to Amazon.com and look for Boss Hoggle Liberty and we have a profile set up there, and we have a wish list, and uh, all kinds of good stuff. And we we are in uh, need of some sound tiles, as you guys can see. Since you're in here, there's uh, a wall that's not completed, and a couple walls over there that need it as well. So we're we're getting there, but uh, it's like we Dakota, need some help. It's like Dakota's on playing Minecraft, and he's actually he's not on creative mode. He's having to mine for resources over here to make sound <laughs> tiles. That's exactly right. <laughs> Oh well, I, uh, the thank yous. I, I guess I'm going to thank each of the candidates. Uh, I, I've continued to make this my theme every year I run, uh, and when I haven't been a candidate, when I've been in a campaign management role, uh, thanking candidates for for actually being on the ballot because everybody needs to interview for their job. Uh, there is way too many races that are uncontested um, at the township level. You have races where there is nobody running whatsoever, and the county commissioners are going to automatically have the people that are on the ba- that are serving now. They have to keep serving because nobody else applied for the job. Or they'll have to quit, and the commissioners are just going to appoint somebody. Uh, so thank you, for, thank you for running and actually giving people a reason to vote um, and and turn out the po- turn out at the polls. Uh, the tribalism, I really want it to stop this year, and I'm I'm glad you guys are participating and giving people uh, ideas to think about. I don't know how this uh, this one's going to turn out. I don't know how my race is going to turn out, but uh, win, lose, or draw, it's it's really important for the process. And thank you guys for being here. Well, thank you for having me. All right, um, I am excited about uh, next week having uh, Janine Lee Lake. I hope uh, she can connect David Letterman with us so that maybe he will do our show someday. Yeah, uh, that's right. That would be uh, that would be a big deal because uh, you know I'm I'm the race fan and you know he's the he's the owner of Ray Hall Letterman Racing and you know if I can score some sweet tickets out of it, that's all I really care about. Um, <laughs> Jesse has the look on his face of I have absolutely no idea what in the world Jeremiah is talking about. Jesse and I both just shared a look. Yeah, just the what what <laughs> this is this is what he's doing. Um, if you do. Uh, once again, if you do enjoy the candidate series, uh, help out uh, Wyland's Flowers. They're helping make this happen. And then uh, this is the month to join Patreon as well. Kick, kick in here and, uh, and help us pay the light bill to uh, show a little encouragement to the show to, to make this stuff happen. Uh, we will catch you guys next week with, uh, with Janine Lee Lake. And uh, we're going to roll on with uh, all of these series. We've got uh, two more county council race uh, events. You have uh, the county... Uh, uh, I guess the state Senate, uh, all three state Senate candidates from uh, the Northern District are going to be on, uh, plus a couple of congressional, and I think we're going to have some surprises along the way as well. So we will see you all next week. Thank you for listening to the Boss Hog of Liberty, which is part of the We Are Libertarians network. I am Chris Spangle, and I am the founder of this network. And I invite you to listen to all of our shows, which you can find at wearelibertarians.com or by searching for these in your podcatcher. The flagship show is the We Are Libertarians podcast, where we apply libertarian principles to current events. The Brian Nichols Show is a conversation amongst Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, Independents, as they talk about what is happening in the news. 
News, and we have many other podcasts like The Chris Spangle Show, Upward, The Cost, Raw Audio Politics, Miranda's World, and Tad Talk, which is quite a ride. So check all of these out. Go to WeAreLibertarians.com, and you can check out all of our great podcasts. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Get our other shows at WeAreLibertarians.com.